Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. This is The Dr. Duke Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Dr. Duke Show. I am the man, and I am joined by the man squared, Dr. Jake Jacobs. Ah, you got Great it. To see you, Duke. Good. You're still. I see you're still while away, whiling away your retirement in Arizona, swimming, golfing, or just living it up down there, aren't you? Yeah. What can I tell you? Yeah. You know I what that the cartel on the border, and here I am. <laughs> With that tan, you look like you could pass for an illegal immigrant. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Has anybody checked your papers yet? All the time, dude, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have more stupidity from academia, and this is really grade A stupidity. We have a University of Pittsburgh professor uh, basically saying the following, anthropologists can't tell the difference between men and women. And what he basically argues, a University of Pittsburgh sociocultural anthropologist told an audience at a recent Leadership Institute event that no, if he were to examine human bones a century from now, he wouldn't be able to tell if they were from a man or a woman. Now, we can decide whether dinosaur bones are male or female if we have enough of the skeleton. And what about the forensics guys at the FBI? I mean, don't they, aren't they able to, de to determine a, a skeleton, whether it's male or female? And the answer is, of course they can. So what is this dude talking about? Well, dude, no, no, no. He has a PhD, Duke, and oh, therefore yes. he's an expert. Have you been to an archaeological dig? Have you been to archaeological sites? He is the expert. You know, what's absolutely bizarre about this is it's interesting because you said he was a social anthropologist. That's yep. the key word. Yep. That's the key word. This is social engineering that perverts the reality of sexual identification, male and female. And, and in essence, what it does, it, 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 cre it uses the word gender to stretch into the world of make-believe. That's exactly what's going on here. And this social anthropologist has to deny and lie about the empirical historical evidence of the differences between men and women. Now, what you're seeing is the social study, studies, social sciences, what my, one of my professors used to call the pseudosciences, you know, like statistics, which are only as good as garbage in, garbage out, right? Anthropo anthropology, it's not a hard science, and nor is sociology. These, these organizations, these pseudosciences, anthropology, sociology, communications, psychology to a certain degree, and especially anthropology, what we're getting from them is social justice warriors working to undermine actual science in the name of their fake socialistic science. And so his basic argument for why he would not be, this is an anthropologist, would not be able to determine the sex of a skeleton is, quote, I have a PhD, unquote. In other words, don't argue with me. I have a squishy PhD from some stupid cultural anthropology uh, college department, and that makes me an expert and you're not. How about that, Jake? Shut, but, but Jake, 
You have a PhD, so you and, and so I have you. a PhD. So are we allowed to talk to this clown? Yours is in theology, is that right? Uh, early American history, but the emphasis was on, on, on Judeo-Christian foundation of the nation, yes. And mine is Shakespeare and Renaissance literature. Are we allowed to talk to the august uh, uh, anthropology professor? Because I can point a couple things out to him. Dear Gabby Yearwood, and you can see Gabby here. There's Gabby Yearwood, right? There's our uh, African-American uh, socially cultural anthropologist. And let's read his bio for a second, okay? Gabby M.H. Yearwood is a senior lecturer in the Department of Anthropology and managing faculty director for the Center for Civil Rights and Racial Justice in the law school at the University of Pittsburgh. So he's a lawyer and he's an activist. He is a social culture, cultural anthropologist earning his PhD from the University of Texas at Austin, there's a conservative place for you, in anthropology focusing in black diaspora studies. There you go. Oh, and masculinity. His research interests include the social constructions of race and racism, masculinity, gender sex, black feminist, and black queer theory, anthropology of sport, and black dias diaspora. So then where do you see in all of that stuff? actual scientific anthropology. This is guy, a guy who's never had a brush, never been at a dig. And can I, I just, I know you're champing at the gate here to jump. Can I point out something else? You can absolutely determine comparatively between a male skeleton and a female one. Wider hips, smaller heads, lots of things. But you know what you can't determine from somebody's bones? Their race. This is a race baiting professor for whom everything is black this, black that, black identity, black this, how black everything is completely different from everything else. And you know the irony? If he had said, you can't tell somebody's race from their skeleton, that would be heralded as truth. A reason why we shouldn't carve out special niches for people of different colors. But no, he uses that stupidity to argue that gender and biological sex can't be determined from the skeleton. You know, Duke, it, it, when you went into his bio, it really explained all you needed to know about this individual and his worldview. Black diaspora, social construction. And he, later on, he talks about how anthropology's purpose is to create equity, equitable understanding, and social justice. Are you kidding me? We're talking about bones of men and women, but in this bizarre postmodern world of anything goes, they create a gender falsification of reality. And that's what this country, that's what education is dealing with. These are the men, these are the PhDs that's piled high and deep. It's nothing but a bunch of balderdash that is poisoning the, the minds of our youth. Well, they are so clearly by his words, his bio, by his statements here. He is a social justice warrior. warrior. He's a race-baiting academic who is who has conquered anthropology in the same way the progressive left has canceled, has, has corrupted and, and conquered the entire humanities programs from English to history to art to philosophy, all in the back pocket of social justice agitators. Now the social studies sciences have been gone as well. And again, you can see what he's doing here. He's coming after now the hard sciences. Even forensic Dude. science is meaningless according to his gender erasing philosophy. 
Okay, and, and uh, wasn't this precipitated by Riley Gaines, this yes. uh, swimmer from University of Kentucky, who actually brought the empirical anthropological evidence to this school, and that's when everybody laughed at this idiot professor, right, when he yelled out, have you been to archaeological sites? Do you have the expertise that I do? Do you have a PhD? Do we have, by any chance, any yeah. film clip of, of that? Sure. Go ahead, Mike. You being an anthropologist, which anthropology is the study of human civilization, human, so if you were to dig up a human, two humans, in a hundred years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? Strictly off of bones. Yeah, because there's a <laughs> Well, first of all, this is a, a dangerous clip because it's a professor lecturing a young girl who's an activist by force, not by choice. She's doing this because she has to look out for her sport for women's rights. He's a glib professor, at least twice her age. So this idea, but you would think the professor would be able better to argue his point without having to say, I'm a professor. And he's wrong. He's absolutely wrong about what he's saying. But the whole audience explodes in laughter, an academic audience, because, you know, boy, he got the better of, of Riley Gaines. Boy, this is hysterical. You know, you can't look at a skeleton. Is the entire academic community stupid? Because they would have to, wouldn't they, to believe this? Yeah, you know, argument by expertise or credentials is absolutely absurd. Look, Duke, you and I, you know, we worked hard to get our credentials, to get our, our degrees. But the fact of the matter is the degree does not prove a point. Nope. Facts, science, biology, empirical evidence proves a point. Yeah, right here, they're throwing, showing a difference between male and female pelvic bones. I mean, these are, these are facts. These are anthropological, empirical facts that destroy destroy this social engineering by these wokocrats. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is, is that he was angry. They were laughing, I think, at Riley, and they were laughing at the, you know, uh, what they, the woke truth that the professor said. But the professor got angry. Here's what he said. He said, quote, I'm just curious as to why I'm being laughed at, he said, adding that he was, quote, the expert in the room and exclaiming, I have a PhD. Well, there you go. That tells you what you can and can't do, doesn't it? And, you know, Michael Knowles, we know Michael Knowles from The Daily Wire. He's been shouted down. He's been attacked. Riley herself has been attacked. Uh, Mike, you have video of some of this. So th throw up that as well while we talk. Yep. Here's Riley. She's being shuffled out of a talk because death threats and violence have been screamed at her. Cops, police officers have to escort her for her own safety for simply defending the right of women to play women's sports. Take a look there. And Duke. Black Lives and the flag says the pen the poster, Black Lives Matter. What does Black Lives Matter have to do with women, black women playing black sports without having men, black men or white men taking their spaces away? What does Black Lives Matter have to do with any of this? And you you and I both understand that the Black Lives Matter Marxists, they have an agenda 
to wear down, to destroy the United States of America, our republic under God. This is a worldview war. We know that it's obvious. This is, this is an attempt to destroy Genesis 1.26, where it says that we have been made in the image of God, male and female. And Black Lives Matter, if you, you, they've expunged a lot of this. But if you go into their website, it talks about the advancement of queerism, transgenderism, of all the different various elements alphabet people-isms that's happening in the country today. So these are not strange bedfellows. These are partners in crime, the crime to, in essence, destroy this great nation. By the way, what I think is also a crime is how we see that the 1964 Civil Rights Act which, you know, talked about uh, stopping sexual discrimination and then the Title IX, in essence, they used the term, it says this, no person in the United States on the basis of sex shall be excluded from participation in, be denied benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program. Well, it's interesting the word sex is used, not gender. But they purposely now, the Biden administration is reinforcing Title IX by now putting in the word gender. It's not in the Constitution. It's not in the original Civil Rights Act or the Title IX Act because they recognize they're stuck with the word sex and they have to create the social engineering genderism, so to speak, so they and can... And note as well that there's no vote there, right? The, this is not the American people rising up and voting this change to constitutional order or even to Title IX. No, no, this is just a president with a pen adding words with a little carrot, right, with his little ink pen, adding gender here, and then threatening the full power of the United States government to persecute you if you don't believe in their fairy tale fantasy realities. This is part of the problem. But you go back to what happened here. I wanna emphasize again how simply in this culture, Riley Gaines felt it, I showed you the, 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 the clip, uh, how she's being attacked by this professor. I'm an I'm a anthropologist, and I can tell you right now that you can't tell biological sex based on skeletons, a lie. Well, we, I mentioned uh, at Daily Wire as well, Michael Knowles, he's re re renowned for giving talks calling out the transgender extremism. Here's another example. Uh, this is Knowles unfazed as they're trying to take him off campus. So they have these tear gas. They've got all sorts of smoke machines to try to obscure this talk. This is not a confident group of people. This is a this cowardly LGTBQ. What they're about is silencing D dissent, not arguing with it. And I go back to our professor. He didn't make a single argument why his worldview, his beliefs are somehow better. He didn't make a case why men should be allowed to play women's sports. He just talks, rambled on, ra rambled on incoherently and incorrectly about skeletons. I go back to what I said at the beginning of this take. You know, the one thing you really can't tell is race, but this guy is a race essentialist. You are who you are because of your race. It is your skin color. The melanin in your skin makes you special, unique, different, victimized, oppressed, also powerful and strong. All these contradictions we hear from these people. Race is absolutely irrelevant. Sex and biological sex are inherent. This is remarkable. The same people who tell us 
that their race is superior or their race is uh, unified and your, their race is, is what the source of their power or their intellect or their worldview is. Race is nothing. It's a completely made up thing. But the things that he's telling us with his PhD is actual biological necessity is something that is, however, culturally determined. Duke, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you and I have been in a number of debates. You, you were just recently debating a, a, on a Ripon College's campus, if I'm not mistaken. And any time I've ever been in a debate, I never fell back upon the fact that I had a PhD or I had a master's degree. I always dealt with empirical, historical, factual evidence. I never relied upon the piece of paper. You and I both know that you, you, you can be, have a brilliant IQ and have a PhD, you can have 100 PhDs, but you can be dead bad wrong. You can be living in a world of lies and disinformation, and therefore that's why I don't say, I have a PhD. Who gives a rat's patootie if I have a PhD or you have a PhD? Well, if you did say that, if you did say, look, I'm a PhD, <clears throat> if you said that, they would call you white premise, uh, white supremacist. They would say that this is your privilege. white privilege. Yep, you have white yep. privilege. And if you used facts instead of uh, uh, emotional appeals, they would say of you that you're buying into a Eurocentric understanding of empiricism, right? And so they would immediately erase you for those two things. Then when they do what they do, when they say it, right? Notice how their PhDs, their expertise, their lived experience, Jake, that defines truth for them. That have to be true. They feel it so it's true. And so are we surprised that emotion, childishness, and illogic is what drives this whole moving movement, excuse me, still to come. As famed South Carolina Republican Senator Tim Scott considers a run at the White House, some say he may be the VP candidate, maybe vice president material, that can actually help Republicans win. We're talking about that next. This is another Jake Jacobs selection. We've got an interesting situation with Tim Scott. And uh, tell me what drew your attention to this story and what would you like to say about it? Well, uh, originally, Duke, I don't think a lot of people understand that uh, after the Civil War, they had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, which are called the Republican Amendments, because in essence, they were dealing with democratic, uh, systemic, institutionalized slavery and racism. 13th Amendment, ending slavery. 14th Amendment, civil rights for black males, which the Democrats have perverted. Uh, 15th Amendment, of course, the right for uh, uh, black males to vote. And, and the whole point is, in this time frame, these amendments allowed Americans who were black to actually get elected in the Senate, in the House, in state legislatures, up to 1,500 black Americans in Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, and Tim Scott was the first black senator to be elected. And remember, South Carolina is from John C. Calhoun, that white supremacist, Democrat white supremacist, the perpetrator, he who defended slavery back in the day. But the point is, Tim Scott was the first black American elected in South Carolina, going back to the Republicans of the 1870s. And one final note. The KKK was considered to be an, a military extension of the Democratic Party. Why? Because they were created to intimidate Republicans who were both 
black and white. Many white Republicans were, were, were beaten, were lynched, were murdered by the Democratic KKK, and this is rarely taught in our schools today. Yes, but you know what I always hear from my students, my colleagues by the left? Well, you know, Pesta, the Democrats of then are now the Republicans today, right? Those hateful Democrats way back before the invention of the wheel, they might have called themselves Democrats, but they're really Republicans. And today they would be the Republican Party would be doing that, even though this is the emotional nonsense that you get from these people. It really is pretty stunningly stupid. But let's give Mr. Scott a chance to tell us what he would do as vice president or president if he won. Joe Biden and the radical left have chosen a culture of grievance over greatness. They're promoting victimhood instead of personal responsibility. And they're indoctrinating our children to believe we live in an evil country. And all too often, when they get called out for their failures, they weaponize race to divide us, to hold on to their power. When I fought back against their liberal agenda, they called me a prop, a token, because I disrupt their narrative. I threaten their control. God bless our United States of America, and God bless you. And before I turn it over to wow. you, may, may I quote for you Joe Biden? If you don't vote for me, y'all ain't black. Yes, yes. That was, by the way, I haven't seen that commercial. That was fantastic. It was spot on. Look, Larry Elder, as you know, runs for governor of California. Alan, uh, what was his, Alan West runs for governor of, of, of Texas. And you got people like Scott, the brilliant mind, uh, Thomas Sowell, Ben Carson, right, in, in Trump's ca cabinet, Bob Woodson, the creator of, of 1776 Unites. They all were Americans who happened to be black. They love this country. They are pro life Christians, they have traditional values, and therefore the leftists, these loving leftists call them the black faces of white supremacy. They have to destroy, they have to segregate, they have to discriminate, they have to attack us. Saw Alinsky, black conservative Christian candidates because they know they, they would have, they would, they would in essence represent what you and I have been talking about throughout our careers. Yeah. And Clarence Thomas and Condoleezza Rice and Candace Owens, you can go down Carol and Swain. down. Yeah. You could Carol Swain. You can go down and down the list. The one thing we've said many times on this show, the one thing hated more than a white Republican is a black Republican. Uh, for all the grief that being white and being uh, conservative brings you in certain outlets, certainly at our university and teaching uh, positions, certainly in law school, certainly all across Hollywood, that's a problem. The worst thing is to be black, to be black and to have those views. White people suddenly get to call you the N-word. White cartoonists get to draw you in horribly racist ways. Notice how when you're a black conservative, even white liberals can be racist towards you. That's the calculus of the progressive left today. I'll give you the last words. 
Duke, you know what's ironic about this too is they always call black Christian conservatives Uncle Toms. And if anybody has read the classic work, <laughs> Uncle Tom, he was a good man. He was a good Christian man. He loved Jesus Christ. It's an incredible story of redemption. That book was number two selling book besides the Bible. And it remember when Lincoln met the, the author, he said, there's a little old lady who started the Civil War. And so the whole point is they don't even know their history. They don't even know the book. This is how discombobulated and, and confused they are. Yeah, it is. It's tragic. Again, if the left read books from significant people in the past, they'd probably be a lot smarter. They don't. They don't. They see those books as racist, and they move on to their Imbriam. I can never say his name. Kendi. Ibrahim Kendi. I can't. It's it's one of those words I just for whatever reason can't pronounce it. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or you want to support this show, Jake would be very grateful if you were to send a nice big check. Right, Jake? Simply visit (laughs) drdukeshow.com for all of us here. Hey, maybe if you send in a check, we'll get Jake back here from his holiday. For all of us at the Dr. Duke Show. We have amen. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. 